first hot topic. As said, this is Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality. And today we're talking about black identity and cultural consciousness, especially for Black History Month. I really wanted to bring this topic to the forefront for my own sake, because I've had a lot on my chest and in my mind um, about it in terms of personal experience and just knowledge I've picked up over the years, and I feel like it's valuable to share this information, um, to have this space to talk about these things, because it's important. Um, black identity, though, like what is that? You know, we're going to have an open discussion on everything from what it means to be black, from being too black, not being black enough, or why some people don't even prefer the term at all. We're going to attempt to uncover why it's so hard for black people to come together as a people and what we can do to engage um, to make changes on the path that we're on. We're going to dive into what could be most useful in the times we're in today. We're going to touch on melanin, generational trauma, relationship and family dynamics, ancient ancestral DNA, and spiritual warfare. You know, this is going to be great. This is a form of therapy, I feel like, for myself because I'm going to be sharing some things that I don't feel like I've ever shared anyone in terms of what I felt like it meant to be black and what it what it means to me now at this point. I got Gigi, the storyteller here. I got some other guests here that's going to share. If anybody's listening right now, the number is 563-999-3742. Please call in and press 1 if you want to join in on this chat or leave a comment. And we're going to get into it right after this. Thank you. 
fumble. I beg you listen me. I beg you open your ears for any waiting that they say. Waiting that they talk. Now serious talk at the talk go. Nobody longer here speaking. Listen. In this world we deal, members say ya, one day go come, when we all go go, before long, we go meet Mama Godo. When we they meet Mama Godo, tell me, waiting, you go say. We the my life jam nation. We realize all the time we wasted. We realize all the pain we facing. Peace for a cup, feminine libation. My gosh, we raising. Please sympathize all the lies we raising. Please realize all the time. Female energy, one shot, two shots, three times sorrow. Carry all the weight of the world on your shoulders. Give a couple crowns to the woman who had bought us. Told us, focus, love and support us. Magical, umbilical, my universe is radical. Introduce a nation to embracing what is factual. Feminine energy, almost mathematical. You can't really sum up what is infinite and valuable. Feminine energy, balance up the indestructible, indivisible, heaven in thine. She sing a melody to pass the time. Give us her energy so she feel mine. If I was astonished by the level of shame. Feminine energy, never shame again. Brain, tamed, brain, brain. Intuition and ambition running through my veins. Pour out the love, let the healing begin again. Spirituality meets reality. The topic today is Black identity and cultural consciousness. I got Gigi, the storyteller here. I got Black Karma from ATL up in here. And we're going to get into this thing. So listen, Black identity, what it means to be Black. So listen, I grew up, grew up born, and, born and raised in America, right? Born and raised in America. Grew up in a suburban, I would say middle class household in, you know, suburban area, California. And so being black, it, it it was more so everything that I heard from my parents, everything that I learned in school. And that was it. You know, back then, growing up in the 90s, there wasn't so much getting on the internet and finding out information and doing none of that, you know, and the first introduction to being black and what that means came from what we learned in school. You know what I'm saying? And I, and not to get into religion too soon, you know what I'm saying? I grew up mostly going to a multicultural church. I didn't grow up going to a black church either. So there was that. But one thing that I did face um, was 
a lot of taunting, I should say, of not doing certain things or having certain things or speaking a certain way and saying I'm not black enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was one of the things that I was like, like, as a kid, it's like, well, you know, we, I look like you. We have the same kind of skin fitness, but because we don't act the same, we don't like the same things. Like, now my black card is revoked. So, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, who came up with that? Like, who came up with this? Your black card could be revoked. You know what I'm saying? You could be canceled by the culture. You know what I'm saying? Who came up with the criteria of what it even means to be black in the first place? You know what I'm saying? Um, Gigi, you got something to say about that? I do have something to say about that because I can identify with you on that. Listen, I grew up in Compton, California on the west side, and you know what? Huh. I have I have no clue to gangs and gang banging and, and, and whatnot. I used to hang out at Traganoo Park, and I was wondering when it became a part of some hip-hop song and we got battling and whatever. I grew up in, you know, born and, hey, my birthday coming up. <laughs> but I grew up in the 60s and the 70s, right? We didn't have that. It didn't, the West Side was cool. I remember writing this story, do you know? I was like, where's my blackness? I couldn't tell because I had two parents. We went to school, we went to church, we studied what mm -hmm. uh, was given to us, and my favorite music is country music, and I like rock music. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't care for hip-hop music. You really got really to gotta come with it on that. Um, I'm, I'm as, ooh, as beautiful as I am with this melanin. I'm not black enough for all those folks. There's people in Compton I can't identify with. Uh, people think that I come from New York or come from, you know, somewhere else, but not from where I come from. They don't get me either, girl. So be you. Be you in the way yeah. that you want to be your so-called black. <laughs> and that and that's exactly what I've been, like, over the last, like, few years as I, you know, have studied. And, you know, to be, like, I never even heard the term melanin until I was in my 20s. You know what I mean? Like I and I didn't learn nothing about ancient civilizations and other, you know, levels of black consciousness until I was in my twenties. So it was more so all American history and then um American African history and then just what happens within the culture and communities and stuff like that. Like I didn't, you know, necessarily grow up in the hood or nothing like that. I had a lot of friends. I was there, you know what I'm saying? But it was like certain things. It's like one thing it's funny. We can laugh about it, but it's like one of those things where it's like you don't know how to play spades because you're black. Oh, you don't know how to braid hair because you're black. Oh, you don't watch these movies because you're black. You're like, it's like, oh, you don't like Tupac type thing. Like, wait, what you like? So I have to like these kind of things and do these kind of things to be black. Like, what happened to my individuality as a person? And I had um, sitting to myself reflecting at one point, and I'm like, man. To me, it seems like when you have those kinds of cultural standards on an entire people, it not only doesn't make it difficult for you to be yourself, but it can limit you in terms of what you want to experience and want to express for yourself because you got to keep a lot hidden. You know what I mean? Um, right. It's yeah. like, you know it's what, like it's, Savvy? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I need to say this right now because I, as Gigi, the storyteller, I need to do a disclaimer because 
I don't identify myself as black, but I get what you're saying, and I want this conversation to flow because mm-hmm. people who listen to my show on Avasi View, they already know I can't be black with y'all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? However, mm-hmm. our community, I get what you're saying because they have like this narrative that we all should follow, right, to be mm-hmm. called this this black, you're black, you know, you may like opera. And how many people in the so-called hood like to listen to opera? You know? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like there's this, it's supposed to be this one kind of black person. And I feel like, I honestly, I feel like that comes from, that's some, some person that's not even in the consideration of being black came up with that you know how we, we talk about oppressors and we talk about the way the system is black and how, is a concept you know, of you know when you say spirituality meets reality uh uh-huh. that's like somebody else's reality i don't want to jump right. ahead you know what i mean i'm a i'm a pigeonhole because i did want to speak on i saw in the show notes and you said that well, some people who don't like the term black. So let mm-hmm. me know when I can speak on that because I know you have <laughs> a lot you want to say here on Savvy Sessions. Okay. Um, yeah, we can get into it. I mean, like I said, it's going to be an open discussion. There's so many things that we could talk about in the realms of, of black identity and cultural consciousness, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I, okay. I'll, I'll start off. I'll start off with, uh, like I was saying, like it, it's like there's this impose that there's supposed to be a certain kind of black person or like it's wanted us to be communed together with a certain kind of identity and that's just not the reality because we all don't have the same experiences we don't all think the same we don't all process emotion the same we don't all have the same beliefs we don't all want the same things out of life so it's not all black people when we have conversations even on a day-to-day basis but it seemed that way because i feel like um i feel like there because of the things that we've gone through like as a people with melanated people, you know what I'm saying? As Like we want to commune together and have these communities and work together, but we're just not all on the same page. Um, for me, just to, I'm going to speak on it later, and I want, Gigi, I want you to get into it too because I, I haven't heard your view on this, and I'm very interested. But, you know, when it comes to being, calling myself black, I have a more metaphysical reason for that. You know what I mean? It's, it's outside of skin tone. You know what I mean? That's just kind of the identity. That's just kind of the uh, uh, obvious appearance factor of it all. And that's just kind of the last step. You know, the physical representation of who we are is the is the most dense and obvious, you know, reflection of who we are. But we're so much deeper than that. When I think of blackness, I think of something that's that's mysterious. I think of something that's um, alluring. I think of something that is can be confusing, complex, and I don't see anything wrong with that. You know what I mean? I, when I think of blackness, I think of something that's vast and something that's open. I think of a void. I think of potential opportunity that can come out of that. And blessed be that my skin tone reflects that through my melanin. So that's where I get my connection to my blackness. But I want to hear your take on it because, of course, you seen you got stories you've been around <laughs> you've been around and i'm sure sure you, you have a lot to say so what's up Gigi? 
around and back again is crazy. And everything that you just said, I 1,000% agree because <clears throat> I have a friend, um, Black Fire, and uh, mm-hmm. listen, Black means what you're talking about. Excuse mm-hmm. me? I've, I've heard of she's dope. She's dope. She's a metaphysician, minister, yes. Yes, she is a metaphysical minister, and she has been on our show a couple of times. I'm going to have her come back on and speak on, speak on some things. But here's the thing. It is that what you just said. However, when we are living in this America and what uh, is happening in the books that they created, it's the book, uh, the Black Law Dictionary, and in that book, there's terminologies, and if we as a people identify as that word black, as they say, and you can look it up and you will find that it means so many things like pale, you know what I mean? It uh, means that, ooh, let me bring on oh, Shank Man from Jersey. That word black, black, clarify, clarify, debrief, debrief, black, um, niggas. I don't think of nothing but niggas. That's what I think of when I think of black. That's it. Oh, really? Oh, really? We have, we have great conversations and he come with more than that because we have, uh, and a lot of people have searched this information, and uh, the thing is, as I was saying, to classify yourself as a black person, that is not good in this society. That's why you have people who are conscious or people who are calling themselves Moors or what have you. Um, yes, we have this melanin, and by the way, I never even heard of that word until I was Ooh, in 2022, it was this young poet, uh, and she mentioned it. I'm like, melanin? Like, what is that? I had to go look it up, and I was like, really? You know, I didn't even know about the slave trade until I got to Georgia in 2000 and, when was that, 2007? And then they were talking about this Atlantic slave trade, and I was like, really, what is that? <laughs> It just blew me away. It's for real because where I came from when I was growing up in the 60s, we more identified with indigenous people. You know, Ah. in my classroom, it was a lot of uh, items around the room that was like so-called Indian. You know, the English, they throw all these words out here that don't mean nothing. Like Shape Man, he said, black is like a nigga. Yeah, but that's another show. So <laughs> anyway, you know what's crazy? for real? You know, like when you say that, when what? And I've never, I've never said, I've never thought about it, you know, until now. But when I was a lot younger and I was learning about, you know, slavery and, and Aboriginal um, Native American cultures and stuff like that as a kid, I resonated a lot more with Native American ancestry than African ancestry, and so I like completely understand when it comes to identifying yourself as with nationality and people calling themselves Moors and even finding, I'm going to actually drop later tonight. I'm going to drop some information. If people are interested in how to obtain your Aboriginal status, because there's somebody that I know is really well, uh, well versed in that. And I'll leave that information at the end. 
Um, but yeah, I've resonated highly with Native and like I always wanted to be Pocahontas, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. so it's like and I know and I know for a fact, like I grew my my um direct lineage is a lot in like Oklahoma area. And so I know my family has a lot of connection here to the original land. And not so much African. And see, this and, right here, this is why Shape Men said niggas, because mm-hmm. that is our history, that is our culture, that is our past. But what do we do? Being black from, from color to Negro to everything and always constantly being reclassified. I have to ask you all, why do you think that is? Why? Are we the original people, the indigenous people on this landmass? We are the only ones that they keep changing our names. They keep changing a little information in their little history books. That's why mm-hmm. I do invite you all to get that Black's Law Dictionary and look up that word black. And I'm going to tell you, you do not want that to be your classif- classification. I started taking that off my medical records and all different things because they kept trying to put black on my record and I'm not I'm not black. Hashtag I am not a color. <laughs> I am not classified as a black person because most of the people that classify themselves as black people, they are trip. And that's why I say I can't be black with y'all. Because you follow these uh stories that's not true. You don't want to even listen to anything that is true. You want to do what your your daddy did, like I want to bring it up this Super Bowl, you know, hey, and I don't even want to say do what y'all do, but us as a culture, as a community, we always talk about black power and everything, but we do nothing. I'm 61 years old. Do you think I saw anything real since I've been born? No. Everybody want to still march in the streets and keep doing these things that have gotten us nothing. And there's more that I could talk about, but we don't even have that much time for me to get into it. You know what I mean? But listen, I do. unity in the community, oh, my goodness, for a Man. season and, and, and half the time for a reason. Somebody's getting paid. Black people always trying to look for a savior, and black people always trying to look for, you know, somebody to, you know, take them to the promised land, but they never do anything. I tried to get some black people to come together and let's buy some land. Nope. Nope. But they want to just do, continue doing the things that they do, like niggas do. Right. It's a yeah, mentality. We're going to, we're going to come back with it because we're going to get into the narratives that get repeated after generation and generation and what, how that contributes to our inability to actually, well, I'll take that back because there are communities that come together and create very great things. But I think large scale, what happens is we think that it's supposed to be everybody being on a similar page. And because we don't see that progress happening at a large scale, it it seems like nothing's really happening, but we're gonna get back into this uh this topic right after this. Y'all stay tuned. Black 
black lungs off that black magic. Unsung, laying black caskets. Ain't no black nuns, we got black pastors. Earn funds off the black masses, we got black habits. We got black habits. Black drum, rhythm, black savage. Black labor on the black savage. Dead great is the black average. Imitating all our black talents, we got black habits. We got black habits. Flow that bounce, I'm the black rabbit. Boy, spit that flavor for they black palate. Provide dope shit for the black addicts. One step above in the black addict. Best of love to the black parents that fight for the plight singing black ballads. Pants hang low, we be black sagging while our baby mama steady black nagging. Bring it back to the hood, black bragging. To the worst red niggas get the black jacket. 21 young and they black packing. War paint from they face on the black napkin. Final rights from the black chaplain. Still pressing lines like what's black happening. Run these streets with a black passion. Gotta grind till I wake up in a black mansion. Black lungs off that black magic. Unsung, laying black caskets. Ain't no black nuns, we got black passes. Earn funds off the black masses, we got black habits. Why'd you give me that for the load, my nigga? We got black habits. Black drum, rhythm, black savage. Black labor on the black savage. That great is the black average. Imitating all our black talents, we got black habits. We got black habits. Uh, Cinnamon color citizens get the better end of the stick every damn time. Uh, plenty young in the penitentiary filling up and they didn't do the damn crime. Uh, on didn't let a seat 25, he took a stride and hit a landmine. Uh, had everything money can't buy. Uh, stuck in the box like a panma. Uh, give me one, let me hit the blunt, get my dick up and she gon' hop on it and slide. Uh, anytime nigga fill it down, need a pick up, she put her mouth on her hands high. Thank you, Lord, for this little heart that she pouring on me, feeling blessed on the west side. Got a bad one up in my sheets and a 12-gauge on my bedside. Uh, I'm from the dirt like a black radish, homegrown like some black cabbage. Going home, need that black fabric. Gonna lay my head on this black mattress. We got black habits. We got black habits. Sipping wine off the black chalice. They get in line for this black phallus. Haters mad, they got black malice Cause I'm bound to retreat in the black palace We got black habits We got black habits Run this ball a hundred yards when I say ain't no fun involved. I ain't bringing to this team to be Dr. King. Taking in on me, you won't run at all. At the press conference, you better high step and smile. I expect you to be grateful. And the next time you don't want to answer a question, you better figure out something to say, fool. Because who you think paid for that suit you in? That new McLaren. The car that your grandma drives. Ain't you used to sharing? You could go back to not having a dime Pulling up at the club and getting back at the line Couldn't tell you enough how easy to be replaced You should face the facts, another you in no time It's your time If I make That being said, I must say You got me fucked up in the worst way I've been investing my checks into first pay Fuck this job, fuck you too, motherfuck that car And if you only knew you could be touched You would watch your mouth, you need to sit your fat ass down Figured I was just another nigga with no options Tell me you're so toxic I ain't tryna be a token up on a soapbox But even when I do the speed limit, it's roadblocks I lose my contract And I'ma lose your contract It's your loss, you gon' lose beyond that 
You gon' lose your mind when you find out the time is up for being blind, motherfucker. We got black sons running black campus. J. Edgar Hoover killed the Black Panthers. Our black lives are a black challenge. They just leave us hanging in the black balance. We got black habits. We got black habits. Uh. Black drum rhythm, black savage. Black labor on the black Sabbath. Their great is the black average. Imitating all our black talents. We got black habits. We got black habits. Yes, we are back. This is Savvy Raw. There were Savvy Sessions where spirituality meets reality. We're talking about black identity and cultural consciousness. I got Gigi the Storyteller with me. I got Shank Man from Jersey. I got Black Karma on the line from ATL. When we left off, we were talking about uh, community. We were talking about not coming together and not being proactive. You know, like I have this, this, I've heard before, like there's this idea that, you know, <laughs> a lot of black melanated people would rather complain than be proactive. And honestly, I feel like the most that, that we could do is help ourselves as individuals, enlighten ourselves with knowledge, change our own habits um, day to day and what we want to see within our own households and communities. You know what I'm saying? Um, Shank man from Jersey, I want you to talk more about, you know, your view on black, on, on being black and, and, and how you use the term niggas um, in association um, with that. Because I look at it like this. Black, first off, is a very vague term. It doesn't describe anything. Um, it's like all the stuff that is associated with is negative as well. You feel me? And what's been done is it got people to mentally, like our people, to identify with something that's always attached to something negative, mm. and then it's vague. It doesn't tell you nothing. It don't tell you. You can be black and be European. You could be white and be black. You can be Asian and be black. If you really look at what the term means, because it's mm-hmm. really just mm-hmm. a uh, uh, a caste. Like, we have a caste system here. You feel me? One of Dinesh D'Souza's books, he talked about that. And a lot, of, a lot of liberals didn't like it. But really all he's telling you in the book is that America has a caste system like India. And in that caste system, black is at the bottom. But the thing is, is they give you a choice or what you want to associate with. And what they've done is they've gotten our people to just identify with that. And then they don't allow us either to put any type of stipulations on the term either. So they don't allow you to define it. So then it continues to be broad, you know. So then Africans can come over here and they can be black if they want to, but then really they're not black. When you start talking to those motherfuckers, a lot of them are over here classified as white people. You feel me? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just not a good term. And then I associate niggas with it, too, because niggas are just stupid. And niggas are the people that's going to become... They are. Niggas are going to be like Jesse Jackson. You are somebody. No shit, really? I am somebody, huh? I needed you to tell me that. Wow. It's going to be people like that. And those are going to be the people that are going to be kicking these bullshit-ass narratives to you. Everything from the color purple 
to to uh to roots. You know? That's all a bunch of nigga shit. And none of it's real. And that's why it's nigga shit. You feel me? Because niggas never give you nothing real. All you get from niggas is some fake shit. Hence the association with black and nigga because with with black, it's like, and see, that's another thing. Let's go back to what we were before, right? Because we weren't always black. Right. The name keeps right. changing. So Missy Mill posed the question. She said, well, why does only our shit change every so often, every 20 to 30 years or whatever? And really what that is about is we don't come from nowhere but where we are. Mm. So to keep you mm. from knowing that, they just keep changing your identity to some other shit. Because mm. what they want to do is eventually diminish all of your ties to the land that you don't know that you come from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you got niggas out here telling you that somebody raped your mama and made you light-skinned and brought you over here from Africa and kicked that's your a ass. Good, that's a good point. You understand? That's a good ass that's a good Because ass you know what? I've heard, you know I've heard before. I've heard, I've heard, I don't mean to cut you off, but I've heard before. One at a time. One at a time. One at a time. One at a time. No, go ahead. It's her show. Go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, I've heard before, I've heard before that, that uh, it's only in America it's that, they, in America that, they, that push they push the narrative, the narrative of like slavery of like and slavery and, shit and stuff like that on black like people. That, because black when you have Africans that come from over here, they really don't know anything about that. Exactly. I meet them every so, day. They don't half of them don't know shit about that. And the ones that do, they learn it because they go to schools that are run by Americans and Europeans. So when you start talking to those Africans that the Africans that push the slave narrative on you, all of them motherfuckers is educated by Americans and Europeans. It's not a one that's not. If you go to Africa today, if you plan a trip to go to Liberia today of all places in Africa and just talk to a regular motherfucker that didn't go to no school run by no Americans and no uh, Europeans they ain't gonna know nothing about that slave shit mm-hmm. and that's Liberia believe it or not when I went to Tuskegee I had a professor named Dr. Jamey told me he told our class that before and mind you, this is an older man, so this is probably, he's talking probably about like in the 40s and 50s and shit, right, growing up in Liberia. He said he didn't know there was no black people over here. He didn't know there was no black people in America until he went to a Catholic school. His parents had got some money, and they put him in a Catholic school run by Europeans. And one of his, uh, one of his teachers was a black lady from Maryland. And he said up until then, he ain't know there's no black people in America. He always thought America was where the white people live. And then he said when he came, because he came to the country through D.C., right? So when he said he came here and started living in D.C., he said he was like, yo, it's all black people. 
He was like, this is crazy. He said he had to call his, he, he was so amazed, he had to call his people and tell his people, yo, you know, it's black people over here. He said them people was telling him he lying. Ain't no black people over there. You in D.C., that's the capital of the United States. Ain't no niggas out there. He was like, yo, it's nothing but black people out here. They didn't believe it. Wow. Uh, listen, y'all listening to Savvy Sessions. This is Savvy World. We're talking about black identity and cultural consciousness. The phone number here is 563-999-3742. Press 1 if you want to join the chat. We're talking some good game right now. I want to get um, Black Karma on. I know Black Karma's in ATL. I want to uh, chime you in on, on your thoughts about what we're talking about right now. To be honest with you, after the Super Bowl and watching how, yet again, niggas are easily bought for um, nothing, I'm just kind of over it. Um, if I were to sum up the whole experience of being black in America, I would the best analogy I could give would be the pizza party analogy. Now, how many of us has worked a job that we know ain't worth a damn to where we know, not just yourself, but everybody that you work with is deserving of a raise? And instead of that company coming and giving you a raise, what do they do? They give your ass a fucking pizza party on a fucking Friday as if you can't buy your own fucking pizza with a goddamn raise. That's 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 how I sum up the whole experience of being black in America. Now, <clears throat> not even three years ago, with the whole, you know, taking a knee thing or whatever, with Colin Kaepernick, you know, that financially fucked a lot of people, okay? That was getting in the white folks' pockets. Okay, to the point to where they go and they decide to pretty much buy Jay-Z and this nigga come out and on some slick shit say, well, we, we, we still kneeling? What the fuck? Just for this nigga to go and get a job with them, get a bigger bag and give us a bullshitty-ass hip-hop concert, like, I'm just over it. Niggas are easily bought. It don't take much of anything. Like... <laughs> Just the whole legalization of Juneteenth and folks being excited about that shit. For what? Bitch, break bread. Give me some land. Like, I'm at a point now where, like, this is actually a reason why I stopped really fucking with the poetry scene here in, in Atlanta because it's like, bro, I'm sitting up here in the poetry scene. It's majority of us here. You mean tell me that we got all these smart people here, all this goddamn knowledge and shit like this here. Y'all got people doing poetry talking about the times that we in now about how everything is going to be by force and, you know, the chip and all of this shit. And niggas would just sit and talk about that shit over coffee like it was just entertaining. And I'm just like, nigga, you're not effective? What the fuck is you doing? Like, so as far as this whole, quote, unquote, black experience in America, like I said, after Monday and just the whole vibe and just watching how everybody fell into the sucker shit, I'm just over it. Like, I'm, I'm truly over it. I mean, because they're just going to pizza party the fuck out of you at the end of the day. And at this point, I'm I'm really, really annoyed. And I've actually debated writing another article about this because I've covered this, this issue for years. I'm sick of the way niggas set trip over colors. We don't see other folks doing that. Not saying that white folks don't fight and stuff like that. Not saying that Asian folks don't fight. We the only breed of people that will sit and publicly set trip over colors. Oh, we not black. We this. Are we not this, we that? Are we not that? Can we agree that we all equally being fucked right now? We the only people. The only not saying like, not saying like oh, oh, yeah, we, we definitely oh, are the only people to, people to be getting screwed. We getting screwed. Black Karma brought something Black up Karma to me. As a matter of fact, I met her. I met her. 
in Atlanta. And when I went to Atlanta, I I wanted to be around so-called black people. But when I got there, they was a trip. All of what Black Karma was talking about, oh, my goodness, it's a trip. And I could not believe it. But I have some more GD stories about that, which are a trip concerning our people. It's like, is it a disease, a sickness? They say it's a curse. Uh, like what? What is it? The not knowing your identity. We have dropped some seeds right here to kind of let you know where this is going. And I'm gonna tell you, it. A lot of people, a lot of our people, started waking up and started realizing, like, wait a minute, um, we we've always been here, right? And and more uh, entertainers and celebrities, they started speaking up on it. They come straight out and tell you what tribe they're, they are from. Uh, Shank, man, he could tell you what tribe he's from. I could tell you what tribe I'm from. Lisa Michelle Gary could tell you what tribe she's from. And I know several other people, and it just started growing, and guess what? The, the, the thieves uh, yet again created a plan. I'm not going to say the word because I want more people to listen to this episode, but there's been a, a rage of something going on in the past three years, and it kind of separated everybody into their corners. And if black folk wasn't acting black, they're acting more ignorant black today. Like Black Karma said about the Super Bowl, I can't, I just, and I don't even well, get I, to where I don't believe it. It's, it just is, you know. So leave them niggas alone. Step over them, and and where's the lions at? Where's the real kings and where's the real queens? Because those people, in my opinion, they're dead. And and I know, and you don't keep watering dead plants. You know, if it's dead, it's dead. It's not going to come back. Right. My whole thing is, as I've learned over the years, this is Samuel, um, is that I can't expect to be satiated and provided for and, you know, given the things that I deserve from a place that had already oppressed in the first place. So I don't necessarily look for America to give me I don't get excited about none of this, none of this but shit. But see, here's That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not that so, uh, America, it is the so-called black people uh, choosing to be a slave, choosing to keep following along what they are saying and turn around and say that it's America. No, it is not America, honey, not at all. It's the fact that we don't know who we are. That's what it is. And God of hating America and we, America, and we don't even, what do we know about Africa, those countries over there? I, I speak with many people in those countries over there, and I was speaking with this young man, and uh, I think he's in uh, uh, N- uh, Nigeria. And do you know you never heard of the Atlantic slave trade either until I mentioned it. And he said they was this was uh, about oh, several years ago, five, six, seven years ago, something like that. He said they're just now teaching that in their history books. They like Shankman said they had no idea about oh black folk Africans came over here <laughs> to the Americas and became slaves. It didn't happen like that. It happened you know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I want to get I want to get more into this. I want to get more into the spirituality and the 
how people have been affected mentally from that. Once we get back from this right here, y'all stay tuned.
And we're back. <laughs> this is a funny show. It's kind of serious here on Savvy Sessions, Black Identity and Cultural Consciousness with Savvy Raw. We've been talking about what's black, what ain't black, and why is that. Savvy? Yes, I, I'm here. It's been it's been real. It's been deep. It's It's been... Man, there's so many things I want to touch on, but I, I want to flow with the conversation. I feel like the last thing that we were discussing was um, how, you know, the mentality mainly in America is, is in the narratives of slavery and not knowing who you are and being far removed from your ancestry when it comes to your aboriginal indigenous roots. Um, I want to get into that. Uh, one thing that I've done over the last few years is connect with who I am as a person outside of the standards, outside of the identities, and just focusing on nature and the universe itself and my correlations with that. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with our Aboriginal and Indigenous roots because we were very in tune with nature. You know what I mean? We weren't looking at um, a society to mirror how we're supposed to act and what we're supposed to do. We weren't bound by laws of man. We were attuned with the natural elements of the earth and how things happen naturally. So I want to um, bring back on Shankman to talk more about that because you had mentioned that, you know, that, well, Gigi mentioned that you are um, familiar with your Aboriginal roots, and I wanted to uh, get your take on how you um, learn to find an identity for yourself through that as as opposed to what you may have uh, been exposed to here in America. Here in America. I, I just kind of like research some stuff and then I ask certain people too, like my grandmother, like I remember a lot of stuff for me was recalling and just putting two and two together. So mm-hmm. when I really started putting two and two together, I started like that kind of like in high school because I was having a bunch of weird experiences with with people. So like my first weird experience that really tripped me out was we had some girls from Europe. In my high school, we had a foreign exchange student program. And it seemed like all the foreign exchange students coming from Europe was black (laughs) or Asian or something. It wasn't a whole lot of white people. So... This one year, we had a girl from Germany named Salam, and she was Eritrean and Ethiopian, and she was from uh, Dusseldorf or something. She was from somewhere in Germany. And then my homegirl, Karen, was from uh, the Netherlands, from Amsterdam, and she's Ghanaian. She's Ashanti, right? So... These two girls came to our school because they said it was the only school on the list that was uh, African-American high school, right? So when they got there, now mind you, everybody in my school was black when I was going there. We had, like, some white people and some other people, but it's mainly black people. So when they got there, I'm talking to them, and they was asking me, like, yo, so where's all the African-Americans? And I'm looking around and shit, and I'm with them, and I'm like, black people, we the African-Americans, the people around you. And they was like, what? Because they was thinking, like, African like them. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So getting to know them personally and stuff, like, like uh, Karen used to do hair, and Karen used to like to do my hair. 
because my parents wouldn't let me get my hair braided and stuff, so I would let Karen do my hair. And Karen would always tell me, she was like, I don't know what you people are, but she was like, y'all not African, though. And I was like, what you mean? She was like, yeah, y'all, all of y'all's hair is different. And she was like, and you look like you got like two or three different types of hair on your on your head. She was like, African people got different types of hair. She was like, I don't know what y'all is. <laughs> she was like, but I don't think y'all African. <laughs> That's enough. I don't know what y'all are. <laughs> That's real because that's a lot of what we don't know. Like me personally, I don't know my my um, Aboriginal tribe. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have the identification whatsoever. But it's like I I I wanted I've dived into knowledge. I would say like early in my twenties when I started to learn about um I, I really got into the hidden colors. Like I don't knock those videos at all. You know what I mean about uh, Tariq Nasheed, and there's this book that I remember reading, and just to put some literature out there for people, it was this book called Brainwashed by um, Tom Burrell, and uh, it's it a lot of things just didn't make sense to me anymore in terms of what I was told to believe about what it meant to be an African American. And like I said, like I resonated a lot with more Native American teachings and spirituality too so I was at a conflict I was like damn am I not black because I don't feel like I'm African like you know what I mean it was like an identity crisis at one point uh Gigi you You know what this is Gigi the storyteller we're broadcasting live in California and there's a place called Lamert Park where people who are considered to be pan-African that's where they go, they have the festivities, events there, and I promise you when I go there, I feel out of place. I don't really identify with them at all. And it's like I know it and they can tell it. The only thing those people want from me is my money, and that's it. And I do want to say that my grandmother she uh, grew up in Okalona, Mississippi, and that's where the Chickasaw tribe was reside, right? But it's another whole story with that. We can't even claim um, our heritage because, you know, this is where we're, we're from. You know, before we want to shoot off into the cosmos, this land here where we have to rise every day and deal with this uh, system, they have turned into uh this corporation. This is not America. I mean, the the land where we used to live on the land. Do you know when I was in school in the 60s, my mother, we used to buy like flutes all the time. That was my toys. It was like, like you said, always driven by that type of heritage. And uh, if, since you guys are listening, I do want you to look up the $5 Indian and the dolls rose. Or report, Stanley. Correct me. Correct the doll scrolls. You know. Oh uh, you know, no, the rose. Okay, y'all look okay. it up. Y'all look it up. Yeah, I need. To, I need. To, yeah, I don't I know who's radio. Like radio. Radio down. Echo. I know the echo. I, I did. Is it may be me, and that's most unfortunate. But I just closed uh, Shake Man's mic, and there's no more echo, so I don't know. 
I do want to remind you when you call into Hot Words, Hot Topics, if you're uh, joining in as a caller or a guest, have some input. It is best that you do not have your phone on speaker because the system is very uh, sensitive. So thank you for tuning in to Savvy Sessions, Black Identity and Culture, Consciousness. This is a trip, Savvy. We we gone I, somewhere where I didn't think we was gonna be. I I I girl, I didn't think we was gonna be here, but I'm glad that we are because we're dropping seeds for people who identify as black. You know, mm-hmm. they need and to I know these I, things, and they need to know yeah, these I things think because for us to come together as a community, we need to like look. All of us say, yes, this is our original stuff. Yes, we was here. Do you know they would have to bow down? But we're we're giving, uh, uh, we are given these other paths to take and, and following uh, things that do not serve us as a people. You know, uh, their politics and the way they run things, no. It has not benefited us nothing. So we need to do something different and stop continuing this insanity. So right. that's, like one that's thing, what I have to say for the moment. Right. One of the things that I've that I've pondered in my head, you know what I mean, theorizing when it comes to coming together, like and I and thinking of thinking of how ancient, you know, we are like as a people. Um, in terms of our of course our melanin, but the vastness of consciousness that can exist and how I'm going to get metaphysical for a second because it matters because <laughs> it's, it's we're spirituality oh, yeah. reality. And so one of my, one of my theories is that because there are so many melanated people here concentrated, right? We all have a different level of consciousness that we come in with and we're all also tied to different lineages. So the experiences that we have are going to differ. So this is why, like how you say, like at like Lamar Park, for example, people who are there who are part of like Pan-Africanism, they have an ancestry within their DNA to live that experience. Whereas you would go to another community and you have more of the aboriginals of America and their consciousness and their DNA is activated to be in that level of consciousness, right? And then you would have another section of people who may be on more of the still, I don't know, maybe like Black Panther militant kind of mentalities that exists there because as a, as consciousness itself evolves and as we incarnate here and our DNA replicates and activates because it's, we're so ancient, everybody's existing at different times. It's like different timelines of consciousness existing at once. And that's really my theory as to why it's so difficult to come together because we were so far removed just as in the beginning of creation, whenever that may have been, Black people were all over the planet, or melanated people were all over the planet. It wasn't just Africa, and it wasn't just America. It was in Asia. It was in India. It was in Europe. You know what I'm saying? So think about years upon years upon years of traveling and inter uh, intermingling and procreating. How many different consciousness exist within melanated people in, at one time? And how possible would it be really for us to ever be on one page? You know what I'm saying? I hope to see so it like before my, I leave this. <laughs> I, so said, my I hope thing, to see so it before I leave this. here. Yeah, my thing is, is my my goal, like my what I what I would like. I'm still I'm thirty thirty two. I'll be thirty three this year, 
And so my thing is find whatever it is that they resonate with in terms of how they want to identify and what brings them their freedom at this point. I'm for that. So if there's people who don't identify being black, that's fine. If there's people who want to be part of their Aboriginal tribes, that's fine. If you want to be Pan-African, that's fine. If you find freedom in that, to me, that's that's what ancestors, what ancestors, if you resonate with that kind of thing, what they would want is for you to have your your freedom, because you can't come together as a community if you don't feel free within yourself. If you don't know what makes you feel free within your own personal identity, how are you gonna come together with a people? And that's generally what I've been exactly. doing over the years. I, I'm I'm a hermit. I'm by myself a lot. I find myself in and out of all types of communities. You know what I mean? And it doesn't stick because my consciousness evolves. My learning evolves. I can't stick to one thing. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that has something to do with my, you know, personal DNA and my ancestry and how things activate for me. But in terms of like what, what Shank, is Shank Man still on? Because he was, he was saying a lot about American and niggas and stuff like that. And it's like when people have not evolved, have not um challenge their mentality to learning things, they're going to repeat the cycles and they're going to fall into being all hoo-ha over Super Bowls and hoo-ha over what happens in the news with black people because they're not elevating out of those levels of consciousness by their own will. Like you said, Gigi, it's not America that's causing it. It's the will to expand beyond what you've always known. And I value that. Right, Shankman is still on, but he's having difficulties with his phone line, so we want mm-hmm. to keep everything going and the quality of your wonderful show because um, we're talking about something real here, and I agree with what you're talking about, and it's like here's the thing. No matter like what your beliefs are, we still need to learn how to come together because guess what? They shoot niggas, don't they? You know, um, they could shoot a nigga because classified in their law, you're considered property, you know. So that's the reality, unfortunately, what's been going on. If we could come together not just to make marches and scream loud into the streets, come together and do something real like black Karma was talking about this Super Bowl. Do you know if all these people that calling themselves black do not show up for anything like that, that Super Bowl, those Grammys and all that stuff that black folk love to just trail after and have fun with? Do you know if they really said no more? That'd be it. You know, black people who's trying to search for their identity going around in circles. That's why they're talking about a revolution. That's why they're going around in circles. They need to evolve and, and, and think about what they really need to be doing instead of some things that they've been doing in the past that do not help, it has not helped, and a lot of it have been planned. So you can follow this here. Follow this plan right here. You know, pick a black leader and what so-called black leader have done anything? And I'm going to tell you, I was outraged about Martin Luther King and every year on Black History Month and disclaimer, I can't stand Black History Month. I try to take it for what it's worth because if it 
changed anything. You know what I mean? You know, keep looking at the same the same old black folks who did this, right? And honey, everything that so called white folk got, they got it from us. So it's like, how dare you? Okay, here's Black History Month and they tell you who made the makeup and the hair and the railroad and the peanut and all that, but listen, see where reality <laughs> where spirituality meets reality? Look, black folk, you need to get it together and bring your reality into check to know that we come from spirituality. All that is mm-hmm. us, all that we are who we are as you talking about the culture. We have this these intuition abilities in the, in who we are. They come and, and they tell us that the voodoo is uh, satanic, and, and if you are a witch, which you are a wise person, and they actually fighting on us because we are holistic. They're wow. putting people in jail because they're planning uh, food for their families. And if you are on the Internet talking about anything holistic, boom, got you there. And who, black people, who are you? I, you know, doing the same right. thing every year, following the same pattern, following these um, uh, borrowed holidays that come from spirituality. If you want to do them, at least research it or go into your DNA and find out what it really is. You know, that's the truth right. of it. You know, continue from, from year to year. They just did the um, um, Valentine's Day thing. And I look at black people and I'm like, and y'all wondering why? If you could come together in something positive and do something real as you get together for the Super Bowl and the Valentine's and, and the Christmas, and y'all don't get me wrong, but come on. You guys spend your your rent money to get toys and electronics, and y'all wonder why the fate of black people, other so-called races, which was created in the 1600s, that word, other so-called races are looking at y'all, because I can't be black with y'all, and looking at y'all like, mm, stupid. They watch these movies, and they think that all of us is like that. Because a lot of y'all act like that because ooh, you follow those patterns that they put out mm-hmm. there. Black identity, okay. it and starts with you. Oh, my goodness. Cultural? Who mm-hmm. the, the Black people, the simple things that they grab as culture. I remember that show Empire. I didn't really care for that because I I rather we had something more positive if we're gonna have a show. But what do they do? It's like the hip hop world and this and that. That's that's not all who we are. Hip hop may be a okay. part of our culture, but you got everybody looking at that's black people. That's black people for you, <laughs> you know. And yeah, my thing is we are spiritual before all of that. But we don't. I want to talk more mm-hmm. about our spiritual foundation before we get out of here. Yes, so, girl. Um, y'all stay tuned in.
to prove that we are, you know, worthy. And I feel like as much as we may feel like we deserve, like, reparations or to be given something from the pain and stuff that we've suffered or dealt with, um, we have to lean on what actually makes us who we are as beings, which is spirit. It is not something that's physical. It's not something that's material. You know what I'm saying? It's something that we've held within us for a very long time that we fall back on, that we that all that's really all we have to fall back on. If we didn't have the clothes on our backs, we'd have the breath in our bodies and the, the faith and hope that we could, you know, make it out of those circumstances. And that's generally what we've done over time with that perseverance of who we are and knowing that there is a higher power within us. Gigi, how do you feel about that? Yes, yes. Um, it's that spirituality that brings uh, certain entities into fear of us because, sadly, they know of our uh, power more than we, not just, you know, our nationality or our ethnicity. You know, all that is like low bar, third, third dimension kind of stuff, you know what I mean? But to be on that level as spiritual and um, being on that level as we are gods as well, you know, being on that level as uh, energy and coming together and really elevating beyond um, this capitalism that they have placed upon us, these little rocks, these little molded pieces of cheese, you know, Mm -hmm. that they have given us. It's right like here, but, I'll keep you satiated with these little things so that you get further mm-hmm. and further away, you know, from your internal being. Um, like, I yeah. feel like emotional, like, in, in terms of, like, I feel like the practical thing to, I always like to bring in, like, a practical element to all this discussion, you know, for people who are listening on how to, you know, like, heal from that, like, heal from that, that, that oversaturation of trauma and pain and being told who you are, you know what I mean? And I feel like one of the first things that we could begin to do is is gain our own emotional awareness and not be so swayed and influenced by the things that are, that are, um, that tempt us out here. You know what I mean? In terms of, in the realms of capitalism and consumerism and things like that and watching too much TV and listening to, you know what I'm saying? Not get, the internet is a vast place. So many things to research, you know what I'm saying? So many videos. If you don't like to read, there's videos to watch, you know what I'm saying? So many things to um, expand your mind and get away from these things that are, I don't want to say they're meant to keep you sleep, for lack of a better term, but Well, I will. They are meant to keep you sleep, meant to keep you distracted while so much is going on, right, right in your face. So, yeah. I said it, Gigi, the storyteller. <laughs> Gigi said it. Gigi, <laughs> Gigi said it. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, people got their game out here. You know what I'm saying? Like people who want to make money will make money in all types of ways. But the last show that I had was about magic and, and the third eye and how there's people who know things about how to manipulate to get things that they want out here. And the best thing that you could do is manipulate your own mind to get, you know, away from those kind of influences if that's what people do. Um You know, and that's correct, you know, to manipulate your own mind. It's funny because, you know, when they have these these murders and whatnot in the streets, 
uh, our people could really come together in misery and come together in depression and come together, you know, being negative, you know, really trauma. good and trauma being traumatized. Mm-hmm. Real good. And, and this is what uh, the plan is, but we have the abilities to rise above that and, and we can do this. And and we need to learn how to trust ourselves because we're we're living in fear because people more than ever are trusting uh people that they shouldn't, you know, people who was put in their in their uh view and they're forgetting about and, and never reaching their goal and never returning back to the spirituality. You know, so it's a lot of tricks, you know, and, and games, and a lot of bing bangs and bongs going on at the current time. There's so much going on, and they have uh, all these external things coming everybody way, and they don't know what to do except, you know, be in tune to what they see directly in front of them, being tied into the TV. And um, they don't know anything else, and it's most unfortunate. So, and, and that relationship that we have with our own people is at a discord, and, and that's unfortunate as well. We can look at other groups of people, and they communicate better. I, I think that we don't know how to communicate as a people, and I think that if we going to walk away today, I think that we need to learn how to communicate and really listen and have an exchange of words instead of, you know, people assuming that they know what's best, right? Like they know we come from here, but what have that, you know, I don't know, it's leading us away, further away from the magic of who we really are. You know, it's amazing how we know things without knowing them. You know, mm-hmm. I have a, a a theory that I'll probably share later on, on Ovasi View, but it's a trip. It just came to me. And um, it's crazy how, like we said at the top of the show, how we are the only uh, culture, community of people, how we get all these names and different names. And you have to look at that because when you really follow what's going on, you follow to how we are uh, spiritual, you know? And, and, they don't I have many and I think, excuse me? No, I said God got many names too, you know what I mean? I you know, know I mean? but Y'all, y'all have some some great names that mean some things. But uh, again, I want to clarify uh, uh, the classification as being black is different from what that word is because I love that poem about um, God made us black because of the black cold and whatnot, but whatever. But uh, is we come from greatness and we need to return to greatness. That's that's. What I know here on Savvy Sessions, you know, we need to return to the spirituality. I myself, you said you are a loner. I am too because um, my energy just can't keep connecting with because I'm positive 
And you know what happens with a battery. You If you take a positive and you tap it on that negative, you know, it's going to spark. It's not right, you know. Mm-hmm. So the people who want to follow the, that paradigm and those narratives of that is keeping them busy, buzzing around like busy little bees. And guess what? Maybe it got mixed up so much to where maybe they are not the ones, you know. Maybe they they are not the oracles. Maybe they are not uh, the the sun children. You know, maybe not. Maybe that, they are not the hundred and forty four thousand. You know, and that, that's gonna that's elevate. That's what I was saying. Like there's so many different different levels of knowing that people have, and I you know I'm believing more and more that people are are where they are, and they will change and wake up when they can or when they're supposed to. Same way we did, you know what I'm saying? Like exactly. I, I don't like because I was I don't like to hold the belief that, it. <laughs> right. I don't like to hold the belief that people can't change because I didn't know I was good at change. <laughs> I had no idea I was gonna wake up and come to the knowledge that I have now. No clue whatsoever. So you know, it's I have a hope for the people who that's supposed to be and who have the will, the power of their will, to seek further information. Like anyone who's listening today who resonated with anything that was spoken on today has that ability to research for further, if that's what they decide to do with themselves. Um, we we have a few hard, minutes left. You know, it's not. It won't be easy. I do want to say that. You know, mm-hmm. it won't be easy. You have to take take steps because we have been taught, you know, a lot of things, and it's hard to break away from that. And then after that, your friends and family not going to fool with you. So take it for what it is and and what it means to you. And that's all I have to say here on Savvy Sessions. Yes, man. I, I appreciate everyone that called in today and all the listeners right now. This is Savvy Sessions with Spirituality Meets Reality. Every second Tuesday, you're on Hot Words, Hot Topics on Blog Talk Radio. Next uh, Tuesday, we got Gigi, the storyteller, Ovasi Views. It's all about them, Pisces. It's going to be Gigi's birthday, too. Gigi. I'll be 62 in 2022 and giving thanks. On 222222. Y'all look those numbers up, why don't you? With spirituality meets reality, 222, 2022, I'll be 62. Sweetheart, I don't have time. You know, we rising, we elevating. This is what it is. Oh, you know about, what? You might have, you, know? you might have just, you might have just made your whole way around with those those tools. That comes up to twelve, and you know, Pisces is the twelfth sign of the zodiac. So you right around there the way. There you go. With where you at? You know, we have been around. We have been through it. Oh, we're going to talk about more of that on next show. I'm going to chime in on that show. Shout out to all the Pisces. Shout out to my baby, Music Monster EEC, Pisces too. Um, I'm a Pisces rising, okay. so it's like I'm learning kind of up. what this energy is, and it's all good. I, I, I'm, I'm, it's a, I'm, it's I'm a love energy. Back. It's a compassion energy. It's like we so full of emotions and don't hurt us energy because we love you, that energy. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. Yeah, so y'all can again. This is Savvy Raw. Y'all can check me out. Um, my Instagram is she calls me Savvy. 
Y'all can email me if you have questions about the topic I spoke on today. Y'all can check out my previous shows. My email is why she's so savvy. The letter Y, she's so savvy, at gmail dot com. I also, if you look up my Instagram, you can also see um, a couple of my product pages, the businesses that I'm getting into. I create um, essential oil moisturizers and spiritual protection sprays. I also have a website that I'm working on in terms of apparel. Y'all can check that out. And Gigi, you got something for me before we get out? You know, we out, we out, we out. Uh, you can follow me on Gigi, the storyteller. And, you know, I do want to say that I am a life coach, you know, and I didn't get here easily. It's been a long road, a long journey. And I'm glad I'm able to share some of that on Hot Words, Hot Topics. And I'll see y'all next week. I say. Peace, y'all. Thank you.